All right, Susie, we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special episode of Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. I am Susanna McIntyre, President and CEO of Atheist Republic, joined by the founder of Atheist Republic, Armin Navabi. And with us, our special guest today is Azad Farsani. Now, if you are part of the Persian community of Atheist Republic, you know who Azad is, but he'll be new to many of the people on the English side of things. And so I'm very excited to have him because I'm familiar with him from being around our community, but I've never actually got to talk to him before. So Azad, welcome. Hi, Susanna. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Armin. Hi, thank you for being here. Thanks. Um, here. So Azad is like very interesting person and has a, you know, very outspoken ex-Muslim, um, very passionate about the cause. And, um, a lot of people, you know, on this side of things probably wouldn't be familiar with your background, but can you but give us kind can we give it before we do that? Can we give a teaser about what, like, uh, because something serious just happened. I yes. just want to, we don't have to talk about that right now, but do you want to give a hint of what happened so that uh, people know what's about to come? Well, Azad yeah. recently made headlines in, you know, Iranian Persian speaking news for the FBI reaching out to him, expressing intelligence that they had about threats against him because of his activism and because of what he speaks about and writes about. Um, and so we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that, but we have to lay the foundation first. So they're like, who, who is this guy? Why are people threatening him? Uh, um, so Azad, my understanding is that um, a lot of how you came to be known goes back to your time in graduate school and the writings that you were doing in graduate school anonymously like, uh, I believe your blog was called Noble Whispers and um, how you were exposed and kind of give us the background on that, a little bit of a story about how this all started. All right. So uh, thank you so much for having me again. And uh, hi to everybody uh, from your audience. I'm glad to be here. Uh, yes, actually, uh, so... In Iran, I studied Islamic studies in a very famous uh, school in Iran. They called Imam Sadiq University, and they found that school uh, to uh, to teach uh, a, some specific students to run the government and to run the Islamic regime in Iran. And some of the great ayatollahs uh, founded that school, Imam Sadiq uh, University. So I was. Uh, uh, I thought at that school, I, I thought uh, Islamic uh, theology and then Islamic philosophy. And I was memorized the Quran because, uh, because of my Islamic theology uh, that I was uh, actually re reading there. But I was memorizing the Quran, two-thirds of the Quran. And after that, actually the second year when I was at school, I quit Islam. And I uh, threw some parts of the Quran in the toilet and totally I quit the Islam. And also I was against the Iranian regime, the Islamic regime in Iran. And uh, I can call myself, I was a regime changer. 
that's why you can uh, see behind me is, is there is two words in Persian. The first one is Mamartadan means we apostates, and the second one is Mabarandazan means we uh, regime changers. And actually, uh, when I was about right now, I'm 44 years. When I was about 21 years, I quit Islam and I was a regime changer. I was seeking for the regime change in Iran. Uh, and also my PhD was in philosophy, in Western philosophy. And at that at that time, I was uh, reading some books, articles, criticizing Islam, criticizing the Islamic regime in Iran, but not with my real name, with a nickname that it was Azad Azadeh. So my name right now, it, it was my nickname in Iran because my previous name was Abbas. It was an Islamic name, but I changed it. Uh, when I got the citizenship in the U.S., I changed it to Azad, that it was my nickname. And yes, I quit Islam and I started criticizing Islam, but uh, they they found me through my internet IP. They arrest me. They send me to the, to the cell. They investigate me for about 20 days. They uh, It was a long story. I don't want to take your time. Uh, but since I quit Iran, I start uh, criticizing Islam and regime with my real name. And right now, so the threats that I got is not something that I got recently. It was a constant threat. But recently, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, we started a program that we, uh, I call it uh, reading some verses of the sinkhole of Quran. And I am reading the Quran that you can see it behind me. I'm reading the Quran and I interpret the Quran from a critical thinking point of view. So I'm saying, okay, this is Quran. And if you read this uh, book, it is not ethical. It is not rational. It is not moral. It is not something human. So that's why we, I encourage the Muslim people, hey, this is your Quran, read it. And if you read it, you will be an ex You will be, you, like me, you quit Islam too. You'll be an ex-Muslim then. And I think that's something that uh, makes them sad or makes them angry about me. Also, in Persian uh, culture, we uh, at the, uh, maybe army no better than me, we have the last Wednesday of the Persian calendar we call Charsham Besuri, that we uh, take some fires and we jump from uh, up there. Uh, and the and last uh, Wednesday of last year in Iran, we had a program, the live program, and we encourage people to burn Quran. We say we're burning the Quran because Quran burning people and burning Iran. So just to show our protest against uh, burning people like the Farconde in Afghanistan or some people in, in Pakistan, they kill them and they burn their body. So we encourage people, hey, this is your book. You have the right to burn your Quran to show that it is uh, burning the people to show your protest to, against them. Uh, and eventually we have a program, actually a live program a couple of weeks ago, we call Knowing the Personality of Muhammad, the Prophet of Islam. And in that show, we had some socialists, some uh, psychologists, some historian from Iran and Afghanistan. They are very famous people. And we talk about the personality of Muhammad. And it was the last uh, 
program that I think they make them angry. And it was about just a few days that I got a call from the FBI and they asked me about the nature of the threats and why that happened. And I explained it to them, what I explained to you right now. Um, and actually, when they called me, I was surprised because it's something that happened suddenly to call me. And they called me, hey, where, where you at? I said, uh, I was going to Detroit. And probably you know that Michigan has the most population of the Muslim people in U.S. And Detroit has the most population in Michigan. And I was going to Dearborn that Dearborn has the most population of Muslim people in the United States. So the FBI agent asked me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to, <laughs> to Detroit. Uh, and then I'm going to Dearborn and say, hey, are, are you going to London? Or do you have any plan to go to London? You are not in London? I said, no. He said, because we got some uh, news from uh, the officials in London and they, and they said that you are under threat, uh, a legitimate threat, and they want to kill you whenever they, uh, wherever they find you. So they want to make sure I'm safe. And I told them I'm safe, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But some of the guests that we have in that show about the personality of Muhammad, they were living in London, like doc, Dr. Mitra Babak is a, a psychologist. And uh, yeah, it's a long kind of long story. Sorry for... Uh, that, but that's the kind of uh, recap of that, what happened. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for explaining. Did they express exactly who was the source of the threat and if they were connected to any group or government, or is it just an individual who had taken it upon themselves? They did not explain to me the details. Uh, the only thing that they asked me, hey, do you know, they, they gave me two names. I know they have some policies to not give the exact information to the people. They told me, do you know some people like Vahid or Valid? Uh, I said, no, I don't uh, anybody like that, Vahid or Valid in London. In London. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure it was related to a specific organization, a specific individuals or a specific country. And they just informed me that you are under threat, a legitimate threat. And they told that you must be killed, uh, whoever find you and whatever location that you are. And then they they give me some directions about my how to protect myself. And they told me you don't need to know ex the exact details or you, you don't need to tell other people about the exact details because we need to protect you and we need to be we need to do our job. Mm. Wouldn't you be better protected if you knew where the threat is coming from? Like, wouldn't you need better? Um, wouldn't that serve you with your protection? Like, I don't understand why they're not giving you the information. Maybe I I agree, but they did not give me the exact information who they are, where yeah. where they are coming from, or organization, government, country. They said the original of the threat is from London. Right. But they told they... That you must be killed whenever they find you. Did they? Do you know if they arrested the people who are planning this? No, they did no. not tell me anything, and they they said they got the information from the Interpol, Inter, mm -hmm. and the, the actually the uh, UK, the United Kingdom officials told the Interpol, and Interpol contacted the FBI. Wow! I wonder if you could get a lawyer and get them to give you the information. I don't have Are a you? lawyer. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Would you okay? 
do you have any guesses about like is this part of the Islamic regime? Do you think that is sending, or is it just indiv- lone wolf individuals that are just upset with you, or is it you know? Would you guess? It can be the Iranian regime too, but I cannot say for sure that Iranian regime. Mm-hmm. It can be Iranian regime. Actually, Iranian regime they have a lot of connection in London, so they mm-hmm. can be, and you know they supporting a lot of terrorist groups, not only their people. So they, for example, they supporting the Hezbollah in Lebanon. They supporting some Muslim group. They supporting Al Qaeda. Even they supporting uh, ISIS, uh, Tal- Taliban. It can be any of them, and we call the Iranian regime, the Islamic regime in Iran, the godfather of the terrorism. So they are the godfather of the terrorism, and it can be any group, any people. Mm, okay, but you have no guesses yourself about who? What, no. No, no. But um, like from a strategic point of view, it doesn't make any sense because I don't understand. Are these people stupid? Because if they take you out, your work will become a lot more well known. Like you will become like, that's a, not a very good way of silencing you because you will become famous after death. And a lot of people will discover, more people will discover what you have done. So are they, do they not understand this? That if they do that to you, that will, that's what will happen. They might be, they didn't want that to be, um disclosed maybe they want to just kill me secretly and the fbi or the secure um security group or what they call the officials in united kingdom how they know it i don't know probably they want to keep it secret and kill me secretly but they uh, but even if they kill you secretly like i'm sure we'll know that hey azad is missing like yeah. people will find out that you've been killed, and once you, we find out that you're ki- uh, killed, you will become famous, and you know people, uh, more people will be like, okay, why was he killed? M- and more people will discover all the work that you have done. So it's like again, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not a good way of silencing you. It's, a, it's, it's actually it does the exact opposite. And I don't know, like, are these people? I just, I'm just trying to understand what these people are thinking because it so just sounds think- stupid. Yes, because they are stupid. You think oh. so? For example, the people, the people that they killed the teacher in France, in Paris, mm-hmm. they the teacher, they behead the teacher. Right. Okay, that teacher was famous. Or the people that killed the journalist, the cartoonist from the Charlie Hebdo magazine, they thought, okay, they will be famous because when they killed uh, the journalist, the cartoonist of Charlie Hebdo, those cartoonists, the actually the magazine itself, the Charlie Hebdo was more famous and uh, they sold much more of their uh, magazine or their cartoons, but they don't care about that. Well, I, that's what, okay. Those lo- that, that's why it makes more sense to me. If, it, if these are just individuals, um, like lone wolf people who are taking it upon themselves to come after you, it's just harder for me to believe like that. I mean, as, as evil as the Islamic Republic of Iran is, uh, they're not idiots. I mean, if they were idiots, they would have, have been able to keep on to the regime for like 43 years. You know what I mean? Like they are strategic. So, exactly. yeah. So I'm just thinking like maybe this is this a hint that this is just like individuals, individual Muslims who might be upset with you rather than the regime? 
Like that's it might be specifically yeah, yeah. because they gave me two names, Vahid or Valid. They said, right. and I said, do you know anybody like Vahid or Valid? I said no. In London, I said no. So it might be a individual, mm. but always they pay individual people to kill people. So like like when they killed the uh, mm. when they killed the uh, Bakhtiar Shapur Bakhtiar in in Paris, I think, or they killed uh, other people. So they always paying money to people, to individual, to kill other people. Or like all the terrorists, uh, the terrorists that they pay money from the Iranian regime is individuals. Hmm. Are you going to stay away from any Vahid or Valid for the foreseeable no. future? <laughs> <laughs> Some of my friends, they name, <laughs> in Iran, oh, they, yeah. their name is Vahid. Yeah. Yeah. So I have tell a question. Us, yeah, go. go. Um, so given the experience you had of the government that you grew up under versus being contacted by the FBI as an American citizen, your government actively trying to protect you, like, how did that make you feel? That must've been like very different for, for you. So I don't have any bodyguard or something like that. So I'm not protecting like that, but they said we are doing our job. And they gave me some information how to protect myself, how to call them, something like that. So nothing changed in my personal life. I'm just doing my usual personal life. And and another reason that I think the Iranian regime can be um, part of that, because, for example, I was working with the brother, of the, the big brother of the supreme leader of Iran. I touched to Voice of America. I talked to Voice of America about it. I, I worked with some great ayatollahs in Iran. And they know that I know them and I'm, Ooh. yeah. So for, okay, I was okay. working with the big brother of the Ayatollah Khamenei for a couple of months. We, we worked closely together. Oh. I don't the think I explained myself very well. I meant to say like, um, they might not be physically protecting you with a bodyguard, but like, does it make you feel safer and like valued as, as a citizen to know that the FBI is like looking out for you? So as far as I know, in last 43 years, uh, sometimes they, they did try to kill people. But in U.S., that never happened to kill people. I know we have some terrorist attack like uh, September 11. But as far as I know, they, they couldn't kill anybody that, for example, Muslim people. As far as I know, maybe they did. But uh, I feel safe. Uh, I'm not saying I feel safer because... You know, we ex-Muslim or <laughs> we always under threats. So, but yeah, kind of because I know they are they are doing their job. I know FBI is much stronger than even the uh, in in Europe because in Europe they did they did a lot of terrors like in Paris in uh, in Germany, but in US we are safe. And after that, yes, I kind of uh, feel more safe. Mm -hmm. I'm D is actually kind of, um, I, think, I, I feel like she's also frustrated like I am because she's asking, how can authorities tell you that you are in danger but leave you with no clue from who? How can you protect yourself? Yeah, I would be kind of like, can you please give me some more information? Thank you very much. Um, but I think Azad is too nice to push them because I would be like, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would be pushing on for more information. But, Actually, yeah. I did not. They just talked to me. It was about 30 minutes conversation. And after that, another 10, 15 minutes. And after that, another maybe 20 minutes conversation. 
but I did not push them. And they told me that you don't need to know the details and we are protecting you. And even when I talked to them, hey, are we um, some press? They want to talk about it. Are we okay to talk about it or say some generic comment? He said, yeah, you can say some generic comment, but you don't need to talk about the details and you don't need to know the details. Then we can protect you and we know what we are doing. So mm-hmm. I did not push them or, but yeah, actually I'm kind of uh, blind about the details too. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do that was good enough for some people to give you death threats? Like, tell us what is what is what is the what is, what do you do that has managed to affect them so much that? I'm like sorry, the, say it again. Uh, like, the, tell us tell us about some of your activities, like about the work you do, the amount of the programs that you have, the shows that you have. Like, give us a little bit more detail so people know what kind of work gets you a death threat. So my focus is to connect the Islamic regime as because I said I'm looking for the regime change in Iran. But I believe that if we want to change the regime in Iran, we need to change its ideology that it is, that it's Islam. So my focus is to co- connect the regime change and uh, criticizing the Islam or we apostate and we regime changers. So my focus is a connection between these two uh, philosophical or religious activity and political activity. So Mm -hmm. my activity is not only political and is not only uh, criticizing Islam. It's a connection between both. You can see it in in my background too. Uh, And because of that, even when I'm criticizing the Quran, it has a political part. And when I'm criticizing the regime, it has a religious part. And I think that's something that um, makes them angry about me because I would say in 40, 43 years, some groups only criticizing Islam or religion and some groups only doing political activities. But I connect both at the same time, even when I reading the Quran or even when I uh, have a political program. So they are both together. So do you think it's because you are tying the religion to the foundations of the Islamic Republic of Iran? And that's a very sensitive thing for them because like a lot of, there are so many anti-Islam people um, who like, it's not a major threat to them ideologically just because they're anti-Islam. And there's also a lot of people who are politically trying to challenge them, but they have all the power, like politically, they have left no way for you for them to be challenged. The main thing is to show, I think the main, what they're sensitive about is about religious people who support the regime, uh, all of a sudden recognizing there's no basis, even within Islamic ideology, for the Islamic Republic of Iran to have any authority. So if people make that connection, the reason why and the reason why they're sensitive about that connection is because it's their base that they're going to lose. Right? Like they have already lost us. They've already lost a whole, but all the liberals, all the atheists, all the secularists and even all the religious people who don't like the regime. They've already lost that. But they have a very strong base of people who are both religious and also think that the Islamic Republic of Iran is the representation on, of Imam Mahdi's regime here, here you know, uh, on Earth. Um, and if you the, the the only way you could get to that is to connect the religious to the political. 
and that's why they're so sensitive about that right yep, that's correct yeah and another thing that I, I like to mention my language is not very respectful about islam i'm not respect islam because islam is not respectful itself so as you i think is your in your poster you say blasphemy too so for example i'm uh, i was it was a girl in iran and another woman asked her hey you need to wear your hijab and she said i don't like to wear my hijab she said no you are living in an islamic country and you must wear your hijab and that girl said shidan islam i shidan islam i shidan islam yeah uh, in part in farsi we call ridam to islam shida i shidan islam and uh, uh we uh talk about that too much in our program we had some uh posted about that and we have some program about that and they said hey we shit on islam we make it a, a trend on twitter for a couple of days and um, i remember few- that yeah. i remember because i saw persian twitter blowing up and i was like exactly. again i was i do the auto translations and all this stuff and people were going crazy i was like the stuff that people are saying on <laughs> farsi speaking twitter is on a different level like i thought i've seen harsh words about islam before it was nothing compared to this <laughs> and you know they because they according to the islamic rule if you do a blasphemy they can kill you too so Uh, and it's something that uh, I talk about it too much. Even a couple of days, there are some protests in Iran. Uh, and there was a guy who, who was protesting in the streets. And he said, I'm sorry, he said, my uh, penis in, in, in the Quran. So it's another things that the people, and I talk about it. I publish that video. It's, it's some things that they don't like it. Right. It, it, it's becoming easier and easier for people to consider being extremely, um, you know, breaking the taboos of things that even sure. people, even people who are used to, are anti-religious, uh, they thought it's too, too big of a taboo to say stuff like that. So there's a huge desensitization. People are so frustrated about Islam that there seems to be no red lines anymore no no limits in what you can say and how disrespectful you can be about islam and that, the normalization of that is kind of scary to the regime because it's the the foundations of the regime is based on people having islamic views so just have watch seeing videos coming out of iran where people are saying like i shit on islam or my my dick in islam or stuff like that It is like and people share and it going viral and people enjoying it so much is like it's, it's actually pretty scary like if 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 the iranian people are not that religious then the whole uh, you know authority of the of the entire regime will become will come into question right correct yeah That actually um, brings up something we were talking about before the show. I don't know if you want to get into this already, Armin, but you guys were talking about your opinions on regime change, and I thought that was very interesting. Do you want to talk about that now, or did you have something else? I do. I do want to talk, uh, uh, talk about that. I also want to talk about, before we go there, to about what's happening in Iran right now. Yes. Also in the city, in your Aza's uh, own city, you had something you wanted to share on the screen with us. But before we go there, Dee wanted to ask a question. Dee was saying, I'm sorry, but has the guest written a book or a blog? Or does he use social media? Where can we find his work? And what has he shared that uh, has such opposition? 
Oh, yeah, like D is interested in seeing your work, but I think a lot of it is written in Persian, you know, like your blogs and your work. Like, well, there... I included the links to, I put the links to Azad's Instagram and YouTube channel in the, in the description. It's right at the top of the description, so you guys can go follow him there. It is in Farsi, but if you follow him on Instagram, Instagram's auto translation is actually like pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but it's you get you get the meaning. <clears throat> so I would I would mm. still go definitely follow him on Instagram. <laughs> so so for people to understand why um, Azad specifically has such a major issue for a lot of people is because he's he's from them, <laughs> right? He's been he comes from amongst them, like he's been trained by their religious institutions uh, to do the opposite of what he's doing right now, <laughs> to become a, an Islamic scholar and, and also to work for the regime. And another that's one sensitive thing about him. And another thing is that he's been in touch and working with like the, some of the highest Islamic figures um, in Iran. So he was like, He'd been rubbing shoulders with them. So then for him to come and turn on Islam like this is also very sensitive. And uh, a lot of the shows and work that he does is like um, at, a, at a higher level. Like he, because he has a very deep understanding of Islam and he's like, he could do, he does scholarly work. Like it's not just like, oh, look at the Quran. Hey, hey, this is ridiculous. He he understands the details of it. He knows the verses, he knows the Arabic um, and he brings other people with a lot of knowledge, and they they analyze the shit out of the Quran in a in a in a in a very academic level. Like he does use he. And it, the interesting thing about Azad is that he goes both ways. Like you see, like people are very scholarly and don't like insult Islam. They like scholarly uh, criticize Islam and do work on it, but they don't use like very harsh or, or insulting language. Or and we have other people who are not like very scholarly but use very 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 insulting language but azad is like <laughs> he plays he do, he does both <laughs> so it's it, it, for for somebody with such a i don't know scholarly background to all of a sudden come and share tweets tweets of people saying like my dick in the quran or like i i i, I shed on the quran islam um it's just like for some people can like what like can't handle it so he's like all of that combined um, which like a, a lot of people find it very, very insulting. And you know, especially because a lot of people want to act like the only people who uh, insult Islam like that are people who are, you know, of lower intellect. They're not at our level. They're not academics. They don't do, if they want to uh, criticize Islam, they're, they, you know, they're not amongst the people who are educated or stuff like that. But Azad is proving like, nope. Uh, <laughs> and like I, I am very much educated about Islam and I do scholarly work and yet I shit on Islam. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Actually, personally, my personality is not insulting personality. Right. And the point that I start quitting Islam, it was a ethical point that I would like to add. So, for example, my master dissertation uh, was about the Pascal's wager. I think we have a program with uh, Armin about Pascal's wager. And I was criticizing Pascal's wager from a ethical point of view. My PhD thesis was about the error theory of G.L. Mackey. Probably, you know, the G.L. Mackey, the... Uh, 
English philosopher. He was an atheist too, but I was criticizing the error theory that is a theory of in ethics. So the point that I start quit Islam, it was an ethical point of view. And also I care about the human, not the ideas. So for example, that's, that's the reason that I don't care about the politics, but I care about the human that the politics suffer uh, suffers them or, or the people that suffering from the islamic regime or any any kind of religious regime and in my program i'm not focused only on islam so for example i right now i have a holy bible in front of, in front of me and sometimes uh, i read the holy bible and i tear down the holy bible too but right now my focus it in is is about islam because the islamic regime in iran in middle east the taliban the isis killing people and my concern is is the human, not the ideas. So I want to add that one. And what was your question, Armin? I forgot. So, so you said your your you said your personality is not to insult, but yet you still share videos of people like saying those very harsh words about Islam. Is it so? Given that it's not your personality, is it because you see utility in such insults against Islam that you still share it, even though it doesn't go with your personality? So why do you? take part in it if it's not part of your personality uh because religion insulting people by killing them so if the religions if specifically islam insulting people by killing them and they said okay these texts say you you must kill other people because of their belief and people said okay this this text is sacred i'm saying hey just as you said to break the taboos this text is not uh, sacred and look, mm-hmm. I'm insulting this text. And actually, I'm not insulting. I'm just saying, hey, look at look. This is not sacred. This is insulting uh, the human being. This is insulting the woman, the men, the apostates, any people that is not thinking like them. And actually, inside the Islam itself, there is a lot of uh, cults, religions, and they kill themselves too. So my point of view, hey, this this text is not sacred. This text is not ethical. This text is not rational, and I'm just on. Uh, I'm just uh, under. I'm. How can I say? I just discovered that hey, this text is not sacred. This this text is not respectful to human being, and if I just explain it, I just showing that it's not respectful. I'm not insulting, but I'm discovering the insulting text of quran or islam islam itself well you are i mean you are insulting but i don't think that's a bad thing but you have you have been insulting you have been burning the quran right so so what i mean i mean it's not like it's not a bad thing to insult islam i don't think no it is not i'm saying it's bad thing but i'm even in my the last Wednesday of the Persian calendar that we burned the Quran, we said we're burning the Quran because Quran burning the people and burning Iran. If they right. stopped burning the people, burning human beings, burning uh, countries, uh, burning uh, civilization, then we stop and then we read it. But right now, because this text burning people, based on this text, we burn this text. And because this is my text, this is my... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, your book. I you own that book. book. Yeah, yeah you, I, I own the yeah. book. It's mine. Yeah, you could do whatever you want with it. <laughs> yes, your, uh, exactly. That's what I said when I burned the Quran. Um, these are saying, does he consider him consider himself a secular humanist? Yeah, I think you do. You consider yourself a secular humanist. Yes, correct. Right. Okay. Um, 
And also, Qasim is saying um, you have an interview with um, IRTV, which is Iranian's um, TV, Iranian TV, uh, the Islamic Republic's TV, uh, when he was entering Imam Sadiq University. Can you play that? That that is awesome. Or really, you have like back when you were Muslim, there's a video of your interview with the. TV, yeah, it was in Turkey, but it was not in Iranian TV. It was in oh. the university. Uh, in Imam Sadegh University, uh, and I had that interview. I published it myself, but it was from, oh. I can bring it up here too, but it was, yeah, it was in Iranian. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be, yeah. So, Gaston, can you send the link? That would be cool to see. Yeah, yeah, we would want to see that. So, Susanna is getting the link from Gaston, so we'll show it. Um, but while we wait for that, and maybe we'll show it close to the end of the show, um, I want to ask, uh, so... So your part of your activity, so you can see behind you, one of the symbols that you have is Barandos, which is people, uh, regime changers or people who want to change the regime in Iran. Um, right now, especially, is like a very significant time in Iran because a lot of people are back in the streets and protesting because of uh, the mismanagement by the Islamic Republic of Iran of their economy. And the news is not getting out much into non-Iranian uh, TV uh, especially because the I don't know they cut the internet, um, so there's not enough footage coming out for people to pay more attention to it. So we want to um, shine a light on that if we can here. So there, what's happening? Can you tell us what's happening and what is the regime's response and give us like some details about that? Yeah, first of all, I w I want to a little bit uh, explain it. It's not just for economic. Because some people say it's it's for economic, it's for poverty, but it's for freedom. It's not for poverty. The mm -hmm. people, even the uh, slogans they, they, that people talking about in on the streets is not for economy. They they need freedom. And my last name is Farsani, so it means it's from Farsan. And less in the last couple of days, we have a protest in. In my province, Charmahal Bakhtiari, and in my town, in my hometown in Iran, Farsan, and some other uh, town and villages around Farsan, and they were protesting for freedom, and they killed uh, at least five people. But uh, I, I have some sources, actually some uh, sources that I can trust them, that at least 16 people were killed. So some of them, I knew them, like the first one. With uh, mustaches, I knew I knew him. He's, he's from my town in Iran. Um, the second one, he was a 17 years old uh, boy that killed. Uh, the other one is uh, another village close to my town, and they all fighting for freedom. Not only you know young people, mm. not only for um, against poverty or for economy. And it's something that for 43 years, people fighting for freedom and the government uh, or the, the Islamic regime killed them. And based on Quran, they said, OK, you are apostate or you are against the regime and we can kill you. So these are all these people uh, in these pictures were killed by the regime. Uh, when in the past, like when were they killed? Uh, in the past uh, few days, in the past week. So some of them. Past week. Yeah. For and, example. And, uh, the second mm. one was killed on Sunday, I think. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, yeah. And these are only people, this is not the entirety of the list. These are just people close to your city, Correct. close to your town. These yeah. are people who you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can see the first guy top on the top right. 
Uh, oh, by the way, the reason why I say the first guy because in Persian you read from right to left. Um, I, I can see his name is Farsan, which is like your last name because you um, because you came from the same city. Correct. Yeah, the first one, and actually the the guy with two kids is a is the village that I know very well. It's a from my uh, town too. It's just a village close to my town. The third one is really close to my town too. The young man. But the other two, Omid and uh, Pish Ali, they are a little bit uh, far away. They are from the province of Khuzestan, but they are close to my town too. How were they killed? Like in the, shot in the head? Shot, yeah. shot by... Correct. Yeah. yeah, there is some videos that is showing they shot on head. And, and um, in the streets while they were protesting? Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the... And the The old man, he was not on the street. He was just uh, watching from the window of his uh, his uh, house and they killed mm. him by kind of accident because they just shooting. Hmm. Um, the thing is, the, the, the shot in the head is very significant because uh, what a lot of people argue is that even if you want to pro stop the protest, um, you, could sh you could aim for legs, but they... On purpose, like a lot of evidence is out there that they on purpose aim for the head. You know, like they go as they're extremely brutal with their tactics. Well, tactic, in the past few like, years, they've been notorious for shooting out people's eyes on purpose. Yes, yeah. on purpose. That's well known. Yeah, the strategy of the Ayatollah Khamenei, the supreme religious leader of Iran, it's a an nasrobe rob, mean victory by uh, threat, victory by. Uh, what can you say by terror victory by terror exactly victory by terror so they want to uh, terror people they want to people feel uh, scared and if okay if the people feel scared they, mm, they can uh, take them away of the protesting so it's it's the strategy of Ayatollah Khamenei they call uh, victory by terror and they are mm -hmm. trying to terrorize people Uh, and make them scared and then stop other people to join them. Mm -hmm. So they do the, that on purpose. Shoot on so hurt, what, hurt. Are there, so the protests, um, the, the most, I mean, there are many protests, but the most recent ones was main, first started mainly in Khuzestan, but now it's spreading. Um, I heard it spread to Khorasan and now it's spreading to other places in the country. Right. Is that the, um, Do you, yep. want, do, you, do you have more information about what kind of protests are happening? I know there's a lot of strikes. I know that there's teacher strikes. I know the truck drivers are stri uh, have strikes. And it's just like, it just seems like they're happening more and more and more with less distance between them. And they're becoming much uh, more wider spread. Like, do you, do you have more information of the nature of the protests and the locations and the price that people are paying? Yeah, the nature of them, as I told you, it's, it's for freedom. It's exactly for their freedom because I am in close contact with them. I, I always getting some message from them and they are and their slogans. They, they are on the streets. They are telling, hey, we want freedom. We don't want the religious government. We don't want the mullahs. We don't want Ayatollah Khamenei's. We don't want Islam to be govern our country. Uh, and... Right now, the center of the protest is my town in Iran. We call Farsan, and around that, there is a, another city close five, five about five or six miles away from my town, Junagan. 
and it's it's the center of the protest right now is my town and they are fighting for freedom mm. um there's been a lot of chants in the street um i'm not sure in what cities but i've seen videos of chants like saying like long live the shah like in support of the shah like very boldly in opposition to the regime what do you think about that yeah there is different kind of uh, change it's uh, but i i cannot say there is really a wide range of uh, chance so we cannot say only lying long live shah or whatever most of them mm-hmm. most of them are uh deaf well i can't say that on youtube actually um no. yeah youtube yeah i can't say that on youtube most of them are mm, wishing you know the certain things about certain people including the current president Raisi and the supreme leader Khamenei. um Actually, it's been very sensitive. It's, it's hard to actually um, talk about that because even like the t- uh, news station, uh, Iran International, they're posting videos of the chants on, on Instagram, for example, and Instagram removes them and has um, even the news agency has been now shadow banned on Instagram because the chants are, you know, saying uh, death to and then certain individuals. So it's really hard to share news about this given the nature of the chants. And given how sensitive social media is about specific calls to violence, incitement to violence. Yeah. So I don't know how to do that, how to report that. But yeah, but it's very bold that they are saying those chants, like saying that about Khamenei himself. It's it's just like just twenty years ago, I couldn't imagine this many people just so so. without any fear coming out and having chance like that. I was, I, I just recently saw just from a week ago, I think this girl in the middle of a square, I don't know which city that was holding an image of Khamenei burning it. But like, usually when they burn images of Khamenei, they just like do it in the middle of the night and they burn it and the people run away. And then you're like, Oh my God, they're so brave. Look at this. The image of Khamenei is burning. But this she was one, in the she middle was, of a rotunda cars driving around her everywhere. Daytime. Daylight, like daytime. Just Face standing right there. Visible. It was like, oh my god. What like this is like a new normal right now in Iran, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean I, I'm okay. So given all of this, what, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, is there any chance for the regime toppling? Because I just sometimes imagine, like, okay, this is becoming more and more normal, and there's more people are protesting, and um l- less people are holding back, right? Um, and people think like, okay, given how many how protests are growing and the distance between them is like uh, shortening, a lot of people like this has to eventually lead into the regime toppling. But at the same time, is I, it's hard to imagine that happening given how much uh, military power the regime has and how, if they wanted to, what they could do to the protesters to be able to you know shut it down. Especially we saw that in Aban, right? Um, so I just see like, even if more people show up, how is the regime supposed to fall? Like, I don't, I, I can't imagine a way that the regime will get toppled. What do you think? Mm, you're right. You know, the only way that we can change the regime, there is two ways. And actually, Nima Zamruhullah was saying the same thing. There is only way. The people get the gun and, pro- and uh, protect themselves, defend themselves by gun or mm. by attack from other countries. So for example, if US or other countries attack them, because 
as you said, they are military uh, and revolutionary guards. They kill people. They shoot them on heart and head. So if the people get the gun that I uh, right now, I I I think the people should do that. Get the gun and uh, and. Well, we don't know. We don't know. actually. Let's not say that on YouTube because we're gonna work about that. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. So just self-defense. I'm talking about self, self-defense. Self-defense. Okay, okay. Yeah. Self-defense. Yeah, we're not encouraging anybody to go do anything. Sure. The people people could decide that themselves. Yeah, but just YouTube might not understand what we're saying. Okay, so we're just talking about self-defense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you you're saying those are the two only two alter. You agree that those are the only two alternatives. There is another alternative. If the millions of people mm-hmm. going to the streets and protest and trying to um, for example, how can I say, uh, protest on a street, millions of people, not only a hundred, uh, you know, a couple thousands or something like that. Millions of people, if they protest on a street and they try to conquer some uh, strategic uh, centers like the the uh, supreme leader house they call beta beta rahbari or some military uh, bases if they do like that it might be another things yeah and i think the the best way is the people protest by million by vast majority of the people like five at least five percent of the whole population of iran and they use their self-defense uh, power. So if they need to defend themselves, they can use even gun. Okay. Um, I I think there's also another alternative. If some people within the regime themselves turn on them, Correct. I think that's actually the most uh, likely scenario is if the frustration with the regime manages to get into the armed forces maybe like some people kind of cope yes yeah, some, some kind of coup d'etat yeah so like within either the artesh or the or a segment of the irgc if they just like turn on the government and join the people maybe that's that's also another alternative i mean instead of people getting armed getting the armed forces to join the people yeah, but because of the nature of the military powers in Iran, it's not very uh, possible. Feasible. Yeah, it's not realistic, actually. Mm. It can be. It's a potential possibility, but it's not realistic. Mm. Um, Susanna, you wanted to highlight a question by Qasem? Yeah. Gossam is asking, when do you think Tehran will join the protests as serious as towns like Farsan and Hafshinjan? I can't pronounce it right. I'm sorry. I'm not a prophet. I cannot say the prophecy. I hope. I hope. And actually, they start. uh, They did that a couple of times in the last few years. And even in the last days, uh, they tried to do that. But... Oh, I, I, you know what they did, uh, Suzy? They, they, they said that they closed everything. They said that the uh, pollution levels are too high, yeah. and they shut down the city. Uh, people are like, "What are you Wait, talking about?" The pollu- who said that the pollution levels were too high? The government, in order to prevent Tehran rising up, mm-hmm. they shut down everything with the excuse of too high too, um, air quality being too bad. 
But it was weird because air quality was worse before and they didn't shut down the city. <laughs> but now they shut down the city. I've and seen the like, jokes oh. today. I've seen the yeah. jokes today. You say uh, the pollution is so bad that there is a possibility to cut the internet for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For example, in my province, in my town, they cut the internet because of the protest. But they said, okay, the pollution is so bad, they might be uh, cut the internet because of the pollution. Because they yeah, don't yeah. Uh, they don't close the, sh- <laughs> the city. They don't uh, say that because of the pollution. They just say because of the pollution. But they did that yeah, because, so of the, because they strike. Some of the bus drivers, they stroke. So they, they, they're trying to avoid of the, uh, a vast majority of people protesting. And they are really scared of that. Yeah, I also saw that because of all the bus drivers um, being on a strike, uh, they're bringing the soldiers, the armed forces, to drive the buses. And a lot of them are not very good at driving buses, so there's a lot of dam- damages on the buses because they're trying oh to replace God. the bus drivers, right? Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Susie, do you have the vid- Because we're almost... Actually, let me highlight this question. And then we want to close soon, but we want to watch that video before we go. Um, okay, so Norse mythology in the live chat is asking, how will the lack of progress in the nuclear negotiations affect the domestic situation? Oh, that's a, like a, a huge discussion on, for another day. I could, I will do uh, streams on that for sure, but I think we're going to... Um, yes, yeah, uh, but Norse mythology, just make sure you keep looking for our future streams. I will, I will, I will analyze that on future streams. But yeah, let's watch the video. Unless, unless Azad, do you want to comment on that or no? I think that's not no, your area. Yeah, and I think that video, uh, uh, the first video, it was about when I was 18 years old. And it was the first day in school in Imam Sadek University. Uh, and probably the second part, it was a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago. And I was uh, reading a poet that they say, I shit on Islam or I shit on Khomeini, I shit on Khomeini. I think I, I'm not sure if we have the second part in that video or not. Okay, okay, let's watch it. Do you have it? Oh, Susie is frozen. Oh, oh, Susie is frozen. I thought she was just holding very, very still. Uh, Qasem, can you send me the video on I maybe... might have it too. Oh, you have it? Oh, wait. So. Perfect. Okay. Perfect person saying, is there a strong real revolution in Iran? Well, we, uh, per- perfect person, we went through the details of this. Um, throughout the show, so yeah, um, yes, there is a strong uh, demand for a revolution in Iran, whether it leads to something or not. That's the question, so we don't know that. I'm sorry, I'm looking for the video, I'm not sure I can. I think I found it. Okay, I th- She's not back yet. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, she got dropped out. I think she had an internet issue. Oh, she's gonna come back though. Usually, it takes a few seconds. Uh, Qasim, do you mind when sending me that video also on Facebook as well, just in case? Oh, there we go. Susie's back. Okay, good. I think. Hello, Susie. Oh, oh, here. <laughs> Okay, wait, let's go to the beginning. Okay, let's do one by one. Okay, so this is this is Azad. My God, you're so young, Azad. 
<laughs> what I a little baby! <laughs> You're so young. Okay, yeah, I forgot. I need to translate. Okay. Abbas Khosravi from Farsan. He's saying, "I am Abbas Khosravi from from Farsan, the city of Farsan." Like, what um, what have you been? What what degree did you just pass? Like what degree did you just got? Like what is the what special uh, what speciality did you just uh, pass? I think that's the best. He's like it's theology. I pass. I'm. I just. I just got. I, is that a good translation? I just got a degree of theology in theology. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Oh wow! You got two degrees in theology from two different universities. No, I was accepted in two universities because I actually, oh. actually at that time I had couple. I was a, I got a good uh, score, so I could go to any kind of university. But I chose to. I chose theology. I could go get a degree in uh, law or whatever. But I chose. Yeah, I I accepted in. Different schools in Tehran University, in Mashhad University, and in Imam Sadiq University. But I uh, chose uh, Imam Sadiq University. By the way, so you're like a really hardcore Muslim at this moment, right? At this yeah. moment, right? So if you, if that young Azad could see you right now and what you be become, would you be horrified? Would that Azad be horrified to see this Azad? <laughs> You know, I was hardcore Muslim, but I criticizing even when I start memorizing Quran when I was nine, ten years old. I was start reading the history of Quran and the history of Islam. So even when I was really ten, ten, eleven years old, I had a critical thinking, not oh. just memorizing Quran. I read the Quran with uh, translation, with interpretation, with critical thinking, with uh, ethical point of view. So even at that point, I was. Uh, stop memorizing the Quran, and uh, I was I was Muslim. I was a good Muslim, but I was not a hardcore Muslim or just blind uh, follower. Not yes. a blind follower. Yeah. yeah. So the the reporter is asking, "What is your motivation? What is your goal for picking this university and studying here?" I'm just curious. Do you share your understanding that there's a Oh, you picked the university you, uh, because it's a this university has a good connection between Hosea um, science and academic science like it's a kind of in between um looking at things i think like scientifically and religiously like is that is that a good translation That's yeah it's like it's, you're saying it's like two wings of the same bird like you're using two different methodology to look at islam mm. تقویت میکنه در فرد و باعث میشه که فرد توی لغزش های زندگی ثابت قدم تر باشه helps you take better steps towards in life because you're, you're doing both methodologies oh, oh. oh then a few years later so that was you back then and now a few years later من یک دارم از یک شروع میکنم بر مسلحت نظامتان شاوشیدم 
I he says like I piss on the authenticity of your regime. Is that a good translation <laughs> of the authority? I piss on the authority of your regime. Malqad, I don't know what's how to translate Malqad, but something oh. about what? I'm talking about the Ayatollah Khomeini thump. Yeah, okay, and yeah. you see, I piss on that as well. <laughs> like, you told us that you have a sacred will, and then you know, I, I piss in your sacred will. And you know what is the sacred will? It's the Jam Karan for the Imam Zaman. <laughs> they said it's in yes. there. <laughs> so there's a well in Iran that people say that that's where the 12 Imam, Imam Mehdi, that's where he disappeared in. <laughs> And apparently, Azad is saying that I piss in that well. <laughs> By the way, this is like a, a poet. Like he's, it's not just saying I'm pissing. Like this is actually beautiful poetry. It, it rhymes. It's rhyming. Okay, so this is poetry. <laughs> that uh, makes it so much better. <laughs> and he's saying I, I piss on your half body. Like what do you like on your small body? On your, I don't know. He said, "I pay Korean nesvanimad shoshidam." What is that? How do you translate that? Oh, Ayatollah Khamenei when it was a protest, uh, the people protesting on a street, and he start crying, "Hey!" And he, Ayatollah Khamenei, the Supreme Leader of Iran, said, uh, "I have oh. I have a." Oh, yeah. So Khamenei, he was in an attempt to be humble in the speech. He was like, "I have this." insignificant body and people were like crying <laughs> like because he was being so humble right and he and now Azad is he saying was humble. he was trying to he was trying to encourage people to fight for him and kill for other him. people for him mm. yes 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 pretending to be humble exactly. yeah because yeah. yeah yeah and 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 Azad here saying I piss on your insignificant body referring to that speech <laughs> He's saying, I piss on your religion and on your belief. Like, um, completely forget about your insignificant body. Like, just keep referring to that speech. I put, oh, you <laughs> said two sides of your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I forget your body. I piss on your head. <laughs> Oof, okay, it's getting into us <laughs> now. Now we're going from shitting on things instead of pissing on things. <laughs> Wait, I don't know how to translate this last word. Well, okay, let me go. What do you say? I said it's a it's saying Imam. I mean Imam Khomeini or Khamenei. I shit on I shit on your face. Oh, I shit on your face. I don't know. Maybe maybe your face like your it's like a ape. Oh my God. Qasem uh, is saying uh, the translation for that is that my disabled body. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the better translation would be like, how many, like, oh, my disabled body. Because his hand is, I think, disabled yes. from wartime. Yeah, so he, that's what he was, yeah. 
اگرچه دورم با تأسف از حضور انورت لیک اگرچه دورم با تأسف از حضور انورت لیک من مخلص Like even though I am I'm far away from your shitty face If they bring me next to you I will wait I will shit on you Is that, is that what it is? Yeah? Okay. Yeah It's hard to translate this because it's a po- it's poetry, okay? So it's hard to translate. Like you are the supreme, you are you are the imam, you are you're a leader, but you don't understand, you, you can't comprehend things even as much as a donkey. Okay, I, I'll <laughs> I'll shit on your low comprehension levels. <laughs> زیه المسائل آن اراجیفی که بنوشتی به تعلیفات بی ارج و بهای دیگرت ریدم I'll shed on all the bullshit that you have written به تسبیح و عباب و جامعه تقوا که پوشیدی به تسبیح و عباب و جامعه تقوا I'll shed on the tasbih the rosary that you hold and also on the the clothes the imam The mullah clothing that you're wearing. I'll shed on all of that. <laughs> And also, also I'll shed on the turban that you're wearing. Do you say poetic defecating? Anyway, so this was interesting to put together because he was like, when he was young, the video is like showing you like, oh my, he's so... He's going into studying theology in the in the Islamic Republic of Iran, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, the most aggressive stances against the regime and and Islam. Yeah. By the yeah. way, guys, the the poetry, like the translation, is not as good. As, the poetry is actually pretty funny and interesting. Like if you could just no, read it in Persian, it would be pretty. Yeah. Oh, you have something. Oh, no, I just want on. to say because I published those videos separately, but then the website that you can see, Islam and You. They uh, they called the Nagda Islam. It was actually a, a good uh, website that they criticizing Islam and they do a lot of works and they put these two videos together. And I just want to say thank you to them. <laughs> <It's> so funny, <laughs> Azad. I think I, that might be one of the best poems I've ever heard. <laughs> and like always, I told people, hey, I had actually my my book the, that you uh, talked about it, the Noble Whispers. It's about uh, seven. Uh, books in about 6,000 pages. I have maybe hundred, hundreds of uh, interview and videos and the people like this video <laughs> more than any other video. I said, hey, I <laughs> articles, I have my books, I have a lot of interviews, I have a lot of video, video that I made uh, criticizing Islam. Uh, I don't know that people like this video more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay so and you have something else that you want to share is it this, this one oh uh, yeah actually this is the poster oh. that one of my friends <laughs> is a, a graphist in iran uh, after that girl in the uh sub, in the subway in iran they said i shit on islam uh, he he made <laughs> my my friend name is uh mahyar he made this poster uh, and he said shit on islam it's a chant of any iranian mm-hmm. Because no, no, Iranian yeah, yeah. So the the poster says that the chant of every Iranian is, "I shit on the religion of Islam." 
Hashtag I shit on Islam. <laughs> you said that so passionately, Armin. <laughs> exactly. That's how you. I'm I'm saying it because it just looks like a lot more like epic, powerful, <laughs> powerful. It's like it, <laughs> it's just it's the contrast of what it's saying and the way it looks is kind of funny because it's about shitting on Islam, but it looks like it's a it's a it's a rallying cry like for the people. We shed on Islam. Every Iranian who shed on Islam together. Say it with me. <laughs> and one thing that I need to add: we are against Islam, but we are not against Muslim. It is very exactly. important. It is yeah, very important. Yeah. Muslim, we love them, but Islam, <laughs> I really uh, disagree with Islam. I'm trying to <laughs> remove Islam from the minds, not you know. We, we can kill Islam from the mind easily. We cannot kill Muslim. They are human. We, yeah. we love them, yeah. but we can kill Islam because it's an idea. Uh, Islam yeah. is um, something subjective, but people are objective. We cannot remove objective things, but we can remove subjective things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> abstract and substract. There okay, is a big get... difference. <laughs> even I'm against even I'm against the removing the mullahs we can like the economy if if the people cannot if there is nothing in the market to buy then the seller cannot offer that so right. if you try to kill the Islamic belief then the mullahs they, they have nothing to do they, they don't have anything to sell mm -hmm. then Islam by itself is gone so that's yeah, it we're putting it on target. Yeah. Just just for people uh, uh just to be clear, like it, this is not something that Azza just like touches on only at the you know, he actually very much highlights this all the time. Like he's very insistent on saying that Muslims are not the enemy. Um we we are in favor of supporting Muslims, helping Muslims, wishing them a better lives, right? We're against the ideology. This is nothing to do with attacking Muslims themselves. Like as aggressive as Azad has been against the religion of Islam, he's also has been always insisting on this that we are not our fight is not with Muslims themselves, right? So, um, and and it's really good that he constantly repeats that. Like for people must understand, like a lot of the people who fight Islam as a religion in Iran. Um, they have family members who are Muslims. There are people who love that they're Muslims. They are, they have fellow Muslims who are anti-regime and are fighting against the regime with them. So it's this is not just like pretending. When people, when a lot of people they say we're not against Muslims, we're not against Islam. It's not just a, it's not just something they say. They, they, they actually, they literally have people, Muslim friends who are fighting side by side with them against the regime. So, and people that they love and they're married to and their family members that are Muslims, right? So, yeah. And it is it's my not... personal experience because I used to be a Muslim and I quit Islam. So a lot of people are Muslim too. And it's just like me. I used to be a Muslim. I'm not Muslim anymore. Uh, so... It's something that I need to really emphasize. I need we are against the Islam, not Muslim. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, our okay. priority is Muslim because we are free. We are free. We are aware of the uh, the Islam that harmful to people, but we are trying to bring on uh, Muslim attention. Hey, this is Islam. So we are our priority is Muslim people because we mm -hmm. we are we are atheists. So we we are atheists. We try to make 
Muslim people aware of the Islam and make them atheist or at least secular. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. thank you so much for joining us, Azad. Like, I loved hearing about your work. I'm so glad that we got to bring you over to the English side of things, share you with a new audience. And um, guys, if you want to follow Azad and his work, I put the links to his YouTube and Instagram in the description. He's uh, Azad for fun. <laughs> Azad Farsani five on Instagram. So make sure to follow. What is why is five? Why why is the five? Because oh, this is my fifth yeah. Instagram. So they close my Twitter. My Twitter is permanently <laughs> uh, suspended. Uh, my Facebook page suspended, per uh, not permanently, but I don't. They close my Facebook uh, for Instagram page. Even they try to close my YouTube channel. Uh, even they attack my <laughs> uh, WhatsApp. So it's not only. <laughs> oh, wow. They're coming at you. Yeah. Wow. And I'm so glad that you're safe and you're doing things to take care of yourself. And thank you for, yeah, sharing yeah. all that with us today. Thank you for yeah, having thank me. Yeah, thank you. This thank was very you. helpful. And and North Mythology in the live chat saying, fascinating show today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for that. That was very helpful. Um, all right. So I'm going to end it. Guys, please make sure you like and share this video with as many people as you can. Um, we want to use this as a way to bring more attention uh, to the protests in Iran and the plight of the Iranian people. Um, uh, so please make sure that you like the video and share the video and leave a comment after the stream is over. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. I'm going to end the broadcast right now. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.